What's that I can hear coming down from the north? Is that the Champions League music coming from St. James's Park and Old Trafford again? Definitely sounds like it to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> Sorry, I can't hear that over the Conference League music. <laughs> so what's that? Is that the Europa League anthem being played out of Anfield? Oof. And Brighton. I'm sure that's Brighton, actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, They're the only club that's allowed to do that, considering it's their first time in Europe. Yes. They I don't want any conference league being, music being played down Villa as much as I'd be happy about it. It's the exact same music. <laughs> no, it's like all the rumours that supposedly like people may run on the pitch in celebration. You better, you're not. <laughs> better stay oh, off. That. that would be embarrassing. Uh, that's not on if that happens. <laughs> I'm not the massive, mm. the biggest fan of pitch invasions. I want players to go around celebrating with the fans. Yeah. But some pitch invasions are okay in certain scenarios. I don't yeah. believe it's right in that position. No, in a position where you're staying in the league and you're getting European football, that doesn't warrant a pitch invasion. I didn't. Like, I, I draw the line at Man City fans running on, even though they were crowned champions. What it's like, you're seventh in twelve years. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, like, like, like your first back. What a decade. I know you're going to enjoy every seven. single moment of it, but it's mm. not. There's a level now. <laughs> Just stop. yeah. Like a decade ago, I would be like, yeah, okay, fine. It's your first one in forty-four years. Lads, you've just been dominating the Premier League the last, like you say, 12 years. Get over it. Yeah. And this weekend, the end is near. It's so weak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't want to finish the song. <laughs> the season is over this weekend. Uh, thankfully, we do have things to cover and stuff to be excited about. Relegation is on the line. European football is still somewhat on the line. Like, get excited. Yes, very much so indeed. Um, I feel like we have to talk with that relegation battle because it is the biggest thing this weekend being played out. Obviously, yes, there's a few European certainties, but heading into Sunday's games, Two out of Everton, Leicester and Leeds United will be playing championship football next season. Either way, look at it. Two big clubs are going to be in the championship next season. Massive clubs. Absolutely massive. Um, So we'll start off with uh, Everton, who... They face against uh, Bournemouth side at home at Goodison Park. A reverse meeting between these two sides back on the 12th of November. Bournemouth won the game 3-0 and that was four days after they beat Everton 4-1 in the third round of the Carabao Cup. So Gary O'Neill's side know how to get the better of Bournemouth. Wait, Gary O'Neill's side know how to get the better? <laughs> oh, sorry, better of Everton. Sorry, better of Everton. He's not manager yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just seems like someone Everton actually will go in a point go oh he's on a run let's go get him yeah it, not learning from their Lampard debacle but 
from what I remember of that game as well, that was the one where it was Seamus Coleman threw his shirt in the ground. They threw it straight back at him. <laughs> that was yes. And they were all. That was when it really started to get a bit more angry towards the players again, from an Everton mm-hmm. fan standpoint. And it feels like maybe the scenarios are a bit different now. Bournemouth were down there, but now they've got nothing to play for because they got themselves out of it. Yeah. Whereas Everton have it all to play for, and you would say, out of the three. This is probably the easier matchup. It's the most winnable out of the three. Yeah, it's uh, a better way of working. teams. But I don't know what Everton are going to show up. Are we going to get the same Everton that we saw uh, at the start of this month where they absolutely fresh Brighton 5-1 on the back of a 2-2 draw with Leicester? Or are we going to get that Everton that we saw a fortnight or so ago uh, just under a fortnight ago when they lost to Man City. Like, well, that's the, I just one, don't that's the one that has to turn up. Like, you have no choice in that regard. You turn up with that performance or face relegation, depending on other results. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Maybe it's just me wanting to see uh, Everton get relegated, but I, there hasn't been enough this season at times to make me think, okay, they can escape this. I mean, last weekend they were lucky to get a 99th minute equaliser against Wolves, who had nothing to play for. Mm. It's, right. I'd like to put it down yeah. to away form as well in that regard. I think they're, they'd be a better team at home if the crowd can carry them forward, which they're absolutely going to do on Sunday. They don't need to be told to do that. They're going to do that themselves. Yeah, their away form's actually better than their home form this season. Which, yeah, but I still get, like, you remember last season? It's still, I still have that on the brain where they got carried over the line because of how well the home fans, like, just brought them back up a bit, gave them their full support, yeah. and it inspired them. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean in that sense, but it's going to be a very tough ask of them. I mean, like you say, and we've said for a while now, the fortunate thing for them is Bournemouth don't have anything to play for because they are safe. So could they take it easy and be like, oh, we've got nothing to play for? Or do they still want to reach their magical 40 points? I don't think that matters anymore, quite frankly. (laughs) It would still be nice to go, okay, we've got a bit more separation with a victory and could actually end up finishing... Close to Chelsea, if not uh, just a point behind them, if my maths is correct. I don't know, tables up, so I'll take your word for that one. But the focus will also be massively on the other two. Leeds face Tottenham and Leicester face West Ham. A vast difference in the opposition for those two teams. You've got one who has a European final to look forward to in West Ham Mm -hmm. for Leicester and then there's Tottenham who are desperate to be in Europe I mean I don't know what to expect with Tottenham side like what Tottenham are going to show up let's face it they can't turn up against a Leeds team that has been pretty bad for weeks you don't deserve European football like we've said Mm -hmm. for weeks you haven't deserved it really for the way you've been performing these last few months, for the mess yeah. that their club is in behind the scenes. No manager 
no sporting director and an owner who doesn't seem to know what he's doing. And a star forward who's out of contract in 13 months' time. He's almost certainly going this time around. Yeah, like, it's just absolute treacherous uh, scenes going on at time. I mean, this week, Arna Slot of uh, Feyenoord has said he is happy to stay at Feyenoord, so... You know, I would be too. I've just won the league. I'm going to be in the Champions League next season. Why am I going to Tottenham? Exactly. I mean, what, it's been two, three months since Conte's been sacked now? And Spurs still don't know that. Yeah. Spurs still don't know, like you say, who's managing the club next season, who's replacing Fabio Paratici. It's just a mess there. And I think that's why Leeds themselves have got a good chance because of how crazy things are at Spurs. But in that respect as well, Leeds also have to be massively, massively up for this. And mm-hmm. if they go behind, they can't just crumble. They have no. to then bounce back from that. Yeah, um, the first meeting between these two sides back again um, mid-November was a seven-goal thriller with Spurs winning 4-3. It feels almost like really bad to just look back on past games because so much has changed in that time frame. Oh, yeah. I feel like it goes to any fixture I mean, whatsoever. I feel like, well, obviously both teams have got different managers now. Because was, I think Jesse, was Jesse Marsh still in charge? In November, yes. I was going to say, I can't remember when he got sacked. It was uh, definitely this year, I think. And obviously Spurs still had Conte in charge. I want to say they were like top three at that point as well, Spurs. They were doing pretty, mm. they had a pretty decent run going at one point. Yeah, I mean, two goals late on in the game through Benton scoring twice in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I think I remember the game. Now. It, was like, it was one of them mad ones that we, we, you yeah, look back yeah. on in the whole season, you think, oh yeah, that happened. Uh, that would probably be one of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because that's when uh, Crescencio Somerville was looking like an absolute baller at the time. Yeah, that Liverpool winner. <laughs> Everyone's going, oh, let's watch mm. this guy. And he hasn't done much since. I think injuries played a no. part as well in that. Yeah, it definitely has. So, um, hampered him a little bit. But I, I, get, I think this one is just too hard to try and think what is going to happen because of the inconsistencies of Spurs and everything going on at Leeds. They need a big performance. Haven't uh, won a game in a long, long time now. Uh, It's not winning since the 4th of April, which is uh, worrying signs for them. It's relegation form. So if they do go down, they would have absolutely deserved it. But we look at the potential scenarios, we'll get to Leicester in a minute. Yeah. Because even if Everton lose, one of Leicester or Leeds just has to win. Draws aren't good enough at this yeah. point. It's must win. No. Mm-hmm. And I think what's more favourable for Leicester in this circumstance is the fact that their goal difference is better than the other two sides. So, I know, um, obviously, it would be one of Leeds and Leicester that will likely go down should Everton lose and them to 
win. What's that uh, goal difference won't. What's fa- like is it's not likely to factor in this goal difference because there's no scenario where they can be on the same points as Everton. No, but I mean for like Leeds and Leicester, they could be on the same points. If Everton were to lose and they were both to win, it would come yeah, down to goal that, difference. In that regard, yes, but would, I, I think that is potentially a little bit unlikely. Final day drama, who knows? I doubt, yeah. If we're going to have something, it would be that. Yeah. yeah, I really do think that's what it will come down to. Would be just like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in that sense. Mm. Like, if we were to get to a point. Carry on. There you go. I was going to say, if we get to that point, come around, what, 10 to 6, it would be roughly? They're late this year. It's so late. Yeah, half four kickoffs. Mm, like me off completely. No. Remember that, um, I swear they used to be like half twelve, or didn't they? I think I think they've had every time from like midday onwards. I think we've had twelve, half twelve. I think we've had three. It should be. They should all be two o'clock. Yeah, three o'clock the absolute latest. Yeah, but it's Sunday, so I've, I look at the two o'clock and go, mm, that's appropriate. Mm. But um, if it was to come down to that, like um, Leicester and Leeds, uh, and it would come down to Golden State, Everton had been relegated, I think I would just slightly, uh, I think I'd probably favour Leeds in that sense. And what was so you? But you, Leeds can't go up unless Leicester. I don't win. Yeah, I mean, like if it was to come down to like the final few minutes and say like, um, Leeds' performance against Newcastle at home gave me enough of a reason to think they may have the better chance. Mm. But does I think if we look at this Leicester West Ham game now as well, are David Moyes' side gonna? be resting a lot of players thinking of that uh, Europa Conference League final which is uh, coming up for them yeah I think it depends on the length of time between that game I'm guessing it's like a week and a half so they can they can risk yeah. it. it's just that you don't want any major injuries happening mm, that's the thing like your Premier League uh, status is confirmed for next season you've got nothing to play for in the league You've got, you know, the final for the Conference League isn't until the 7th of June. But do you want to be risking, like you say, your big players getting injured? I don't think they will do. And the thing I'd also say with Leicester is between them, Leeds and Everton, they're the only one for me that I I haven't seen a performance from them where I've gone, yeah, you, you can you can get inspired and then go on to beat a team that you probably were not expecting to beat. Yeah, I think everyone got that high. We haven't seen them batter a Brighton 5-1, which granted would be just astonishing if they had done anything similar anyway. But even like a a smaller result, like a 2-0 against, say, Newcastle in that Mm. (laughs) regard. They they haven't inspired me. They picked up that win uh, against Wolves when Dean Smith was appointed back end of April. That was probably the closest one you could say, but then they've been downhill ever since. 
and then there was obviously involved in that 5-3 game against Wolves on uh, the Monday night. Uh, the eighth, you know that like there was they three were, games. They were that... a lot of goals down already by that point. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I put it down to Fulham just deciding, yeah, we we're not going to bother playing anymore. Why we get of Leicester is players who know they're not going to be there next season, so they cannot be asked. Mm. Their future's already decided. It doesn't matter what happens there. Yeah, it is really uh, a bit of an embarrassment if you're thinking of that as Leicester as a whole. You, know, you want to show a bit of fight to stay the, up the The interesting thing is all three of them are at home. Yes. Uh, so Leicester fans, even like when they played Everton, you want them to be you know, galvanised. I didn't get mm. that vibe of money from them. No. It, yeah, so it's like, oh, the whole vibes are I mean, with Leicester, and I think yeah. that's why they will go. I mean, yeah, I have my prediction who's going, but if, you, if, you yeah, if we time. look at the, yeah, give me, I'll get on to that in a second. If we want to look at the home form of all three sides this season, Leeds have the 16th best on 22 points, Everton have the 18th best with 18 points, and Leicester have the second worst on 16 points again goal difference is in Leicester's favour minus 5 for them minus 8 for Leeds minus 12 for Everton but you can't be coming down to the final day and having the second worst home form in the league and yeah. expecting to stay in the league Yeah, we could say that but we could also say the old cliche of you just got to treat it like it's a cup final mm-hmm you just got to win. Yeah. But, uh, no, right, then who... Yeah, predictions. Who do you think, then? Uh, I'm going to say no change. I think they're both Leeds and Leicester go down. Yeah, I think Leicester are 19th. Because I think they're going to draw against West Ham. And then I think Leeds are going to win. But then I also think Everton are going to win. So, yeah, I stick with the same two as well. Mm, but you're just flipping their position around. I just don't want Tottenham winning. Like, <laughs> See, for you, you've got that incentive of not wanting know, Spurs to win. There is a reason for Leeds to still play. Yeah, but for me, I'm in the mindset of, like, I don't care about that situation, obviously. That's... For me, it'd just be banter singing Leeds go down. Of course it is, though, you know, United's you know, rivals. Yeah. Um, should we crack on with the rest of the Premier League now? Because we obviously still have, uh, like you say, that European spot to play for. Yeah, I feel like that's the best place to go. It is Aston Villa against Brighton. And as we said, Tottenham are playing Leeds. But you can't rule out Brentford. Even though they are playing mm-hmm. Manchester City, Manchester City, yes, there there is intrigue to this, but it's also in the hands of my boys, the Villa. And as sad as I was that Brighton got a point against Man City to not make that last game even more interesting, it also may be a bit of a blessing because now what's the point of Bournemouth, not Bournemouth, Brighton <laughs> having to play? 
Yeah, 100% agree with you in that sense. They've got nothing to play for. They've secured uh, Europa League football for the very first time, so congratulations on that point for them. Yeah, deserved it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it now does give Villa that extra bit of ease knowing that Brighton have got nothing to play for, so maybe they can try and help us out in that sense, like by building in a week. Are they aware of the agenda that Tottenham don't deserve it? Well, hopefully they are. If not, we'll send this podcast to Tottenham Blue. Tottenham go behind and we just pass the ball around for the last 20 minutes. (laughs) Just glad it's nil-nil. For the whole 90, you see uh, Unai Emery on the touchline with his phone out keeping up to date with the Spurs would, game. Unai Emery would not give a shit about the other game. Oh, God, no. It'll be one of the uh, staff on the bench or uh, someone in the crowd giving them the updates and then someone will check it at a half time in the changing rooms and everything. But, yeah, it is all in Aston Villa's hands having that point uh, lead over Spurs and a two-point gap over Brentford as it stands. Yeah, I think the permutations are as long as we, even a draw is fine, as long as Spurs don't win, and Brentford as well in that. So, so although Brentford winning and us drawing then puts Brentford in it, but yeah, because they have a better goal difference. Yeah, but even though the scenario is obviously Man City and in warm-up mode now for the FA Cup final and Champions League final. You'd still think Man City beat Brentford though, right? <laughs> you would think so, but stranger things have happened in world football. I mean... The one or draw with Brighton has, con- has concerned me slightly. <laughs> yeah, and Brentford did beat him earlier on. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> it's all it's all so... on Villa's hands. That, that's all it is, really. As long as we do yeah. have it, doesn't matter what the others do. No. And I think that's what the mindset is have got to go into this game is don't will. be thinking Unai about it. Emery or... has already done the two-hour presentation on Brighton's weakness, whatever that is. Yes. <laughs> I don't uh, know what it is. I haven't watched the, the uh, Everton game enough to know what that weakness is. Who knows? Maybe a rotated 11 will be their weakness for this one. I'd like to. Exa- I've been definitely. It's been a bit more gratifying seeing the odd picture go around via Twitter of Brighton players partying <laughs> this week. Yes. So yes, there's hope. <laughs> Levi Cole, <laughs> Levi Colwell's fucked. He can't play. Oh gosh. But then again, so bad. Be... <laughs> there was one of I think the Brazilian lot in our lot with um, uh, Wolves players. Oh gosh. So yeah, that was a. I don't. I don't think we. The, the most. I, I think if we lose, I have enough faith that Tottenham won't win, and Brentford don't pull off a miracle. Yeah. Um. If I, I think if I was to predict that three, I think Villa takes seven, Brentford take uh, eighth, and Spurs finish ninth. God, that'd be funny. <laughs> So Spurs lose, Brentford draw, get the get the eighth. Solid. I think we. I'd want back us winning, but I don't. I think we end in a draw, personally. Which then means Brentford draw as well, and then Spurs lose. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Very I'm much, being cynical. Yeah. 
I can't back us winning, sadly. I want to. We've been in this position Maybe too come... many times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe come Sunday afternoon, you see the team cheating. You start I'm just sad I'm not faith. going, if I'm honest. Yes. But thankfully, uh, Sky came to their senses and put a lot more games on telly. So, and we're yeah, one yeah. of them. Yay. Woohoo. Uh, right. So let's have a quick look at the rest of the fixtures then this weekend. Southampton, they play host to Liverpool. Uh, both sides have got nothing to play for. Southampton already relegated. And following on from Manchester United's win against Chelsea last night, Liverpool will be playing Europa League football. Uh, Chelsea take on Newcastle United. Newcastle can still finish third if Man United were to uh, lose this weekend or uh, draw and Newcastle win because they have a better goal difference. So Newcastle will be playing Champions League football for the first time in 20 seasons, which is absolutely uh, brilliant to see. Yeah, it's nice for them. Elsewhere... Crystal Palace take on Nottingham Forest. Uh, Manchester United host Fulham and Arsenal take on Wolves are the other games that we haven't mentioned. Again, Man United beating Chelsea 4-1 last night. Jesus, Chelsea are shit. They're, they're pretty bad. Their finishing is terrible. Connor Gallagher got caught up to the England squad and yet he had a chance that Jacob Ramsey would have absolutely have scored. Ollie Watkins would have absolutely scored. Yeah, well, I was thinking different positions. In yeah, I was reg- just thinking. In that regard, but. I was just thinking. But Gareth, you, your squad was fine. There's still some minor changes we can make. Number one being you at the helm. Look, Sterling and Mount going is a start. All right. <laughs> yes. Harry Maguire's next, and then we'll move on to Conor Gallagher. Exactly. Slow progress, but it is progress in the end. Mm. I was very close to messaging you, being like, sorry, why is Rashford in there? He's been fucked for months. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and does that performance last night. Yeah, I was just going, oh, if he plays tonight, then he'll definitely score twice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know, the other thing I can say on that game was, what on earth was Fafana doing? Was it Fafana the fullback? Yeah, like you shouldn't be kicking yeah. out of here because you know it's Bruno, even if you don't contact with him, he's got to go over. <laughs> mm, it's, it's Why did he kick out? So it was sad. just ridiculous. He just pissed off that he got nutmegged, <laughs> that was all. Oh, and then, um, yeah, and then he was at fault for the other goal as well when he tried to pass it across the box, and uh, United nipped in and got it. Yeah, it's just like, we can say, oh, Chelsea have got problems in attack, they don't score goals, but they've got massive issues defensively as well. Oh, yeah, again, like Spurs, they've got uh, issues all over. Yeah, and what's about, what makes it worse, though, I think, for Chelsea is they've already spent the money to solve that. Yeah, because they've got Christian and Kunku coming in. Jeez, you're adding uh, in Kunku to all of that currently. I know Joe Felix isn't. At this moment in time, he's not there next season, so he's probably just going to replace him. Yeah, who else? I feel like they've got another one or two players settled for the summer. Um, the f- defender from the youngsters. Oh, yeah, God, that guy, yeah, Gusto. Yeah, Malo Gusto. But he's not going to play ahead of Reese James, is he? Oh, considering Reese James has been injured a lot. 
Exactly. There's, they've, got, they've got too many players. No manager yeah. can work with that. They have to sell a lot in the summer. And there's been heavy links this past week with Mason Mount uh, moving away from Stamford Bridge. A year left on his contract. I've seen links with Arsenal. I've seen links with Liverpool. I've seen links with Manchester United this week. It's crazy. Well, it's interesting because Don Fabrizio Romano was saying Manchester United are the favourites now. Would you would you take Mason Mount? Not for the quoted price that. I've oh no! Did, what, was it eighty million they were quoting? Yeah, that's literally. You've not English played tax. him this year. How do you think he's eighty million? English tax. That is purely English tax. I don't know what's happened to my lighting. <laughs> I was going to say, for the audio listeners, it, it, it's just gone. I don't want to sound racist, but I can't see him. Uh, the sunlight's gone in and I have got my curtains closed. I can try and sort that in a second. There we go. He's had a long night. He's a Boston Celtics fan. We'll allow him that one. <laughs> yes. Um, but 80 million for Mason Mount is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's mad. Also, I was thinking I was seeing rumours because Villa are getting linked with Harvey Barnes and the rumoured price was fifty million. I was like, oh, I don't think I want to pay that much for him. And again, I think both half the price. Twenty five to thirty Realistically, for yeah. Harvey Barnes. And Mason Mount forty forty five at an absolute push. I'd go lower for thirty. No, I'm saying like the extreme upper echelons is 45 million. Is yeah, big... if you're paying 80 million for Mason Mount, you might want to get something checked out. Yeah, you're absolute mugs if you think of paying. There has been nothing, even when he was playing in like the last year, to say that he's worth that. I don't think anything in his career, even when he was looking bright um, under Tuchel and frank lampard for a bit that i'll say he's an 80 million pound worth player that that's a debate in itself and I, even with harvey barnes there's nothing like to say he's been worth 50 million even for all the times he scores against villa mm-hmm. like it's just very very strange i mean there's english added tax and then there's that if you ask me yeah it's become almost too inflated, even though I understand the reasons why they're very important players to their clubs, which is mm. why they they are rated so highly in terms of price. Leicester, though, if they go down, they have to be in a position to sell. Look, yeah, they're going to be a 100% a selling club uh, if they go down on Sunday. Yeah, which is probably for the best, because there's a point we, we missed out, actually, they will have a lot of losses not just on pitch but off pitch as well they're gonna have to cut a few people which is the saddest thing with relegation i've been there i've done it it's it's horrible well you haven't cut or lost i frankly haven't personally had to do it (laughs) yes but i've seen it happen firsthand and it's yeah it's not nice and this is expected to happen or southampton i think they already told their staff that it's going to be happening anyway yeah you'd, you'd gather Mm. I fear more uh, with Everton if they'd have to do it because they would that need would the, be they need the ownership to go through the new takeover big, big changes happen yeah is it mm. MSB Capital was that the one that was linked with Tottenham I think the they one were. that has the Phoenix Suns owner involved 
I am not too fully sure. Uh, I can look that up for you. Uh, but I think if we look ahead to, to confused, um, and it was like a, it was something P beginning with P then capital. Uh, from the only thing I can see of MSP capital, they seem to be an English thing. No, it's not. Then it's a different one. But there's obviously concerns around that as well for Everton. <laughs> yes. they're, they're not mentioning it too much now because they will just take whatever they can get. Oh yeah, MSP MSP Sports Capital, not MSP Capital. There's two different ones. Yeah, okay, that's the way the confusion lies. Anyway, move on because we want to talk about big games that are happening this weekend. There is a massive capitals, I have to say it again, massive one happening. It is the championship player final. Luton Town versus Coventry City. Fairy tale story, either way, whoever goes up. But I know one of us is definitely rooting for one team more than the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dream of seeing the mighty hatters in the Premier League. The shit just... that are going to be spotted in the away end. <laughs> it just, it doesn't seem real. Like, it genuinely doesn't seem real that they are 90 minutes away from being Premier League club. Like, yeah, the things that both teams have gone through over their past 20, 30 years is incredible. Like you say, a fairy tale story for either side, should they get promoted? But it's, it really could be just, it, I'm actually speechless just thinking about it. Yeah, it, it's a weird one because I'd argue them being in the Premier League is smaller than Bournemouth. Yeah, stadium is small. I think uh, Kenilworth Road can only hold ten and a half thousand. I'd also say club size as well. I think either they're smaller or oh, they're yeah. just about on the same level in that regard. Oh, no, Maybe I... just smaller because Luton were in non-league literally not too long ago. Less than a decade ago. Would they? They'd be the first team that's ever been down to non-league and then gone to the Premier League. I believe so, as far as I'm aware. I know, Oldham been, I know Oldham have been in the Premier League, but they haven't come back in that Did regard. Wimbledon and Oldham do it. Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon didn't come non-league to Premier League. We're talking about the from the ground up. Yeah, so yeah. Non-league upwards, so it hasn't happened yet, but it could happen this weekend. It would be and astonishing also, if it is, but I also think they're favourites slightly. Yeah. And also another story since in that non-league to Premier League, Telly Rudik and Panzi could become the first player yes. to have played in all five tiers of English football. Yeah, suck on that, Jamie Vardy. Exactly. Forget your fairy tale bring up of coming to the Premier League after that. Telly Rudik and Panzi's journey would just eclipse anything. Like that would be true Premier League fairy tale story. That's a, that is definitely one as well because he's had to improve his level of playing every single season mm-hmm. that he's gone up with them as well. Yeah, which is which just makes it even more incredible. The the fact that he's managed to maintain a new level every season, mm. and the fact that we got him from West Ham United as well. Like he yeah, came that, yeah. to us on loan 
back in 2013 for like a seven game period. And then uh, we signed him January of 2014 and he's been there ever since over 350 games now for the team. Like that would be truly like that's movie stuff. Like he cements himself as a club legend if they go up. He's, I think he's already cemented himself. He probably already like, along, <laughs> Yeah. Alongside the, le- the, levels the likes are a of bit David. <laughs> yes. The likes of David Pleat, Mick Harford, and Pelly Rudder Campanzu, just club legends. Does that Glenn mean he'll Johnston. be manager in, a, in like 10 years then? Uh, if he wants it. Pelly, I have no I was going to say, with him, I have no idea what he would do <laughs> post career. But I think I'd have to agree. Not just biased reasons, but I do think looking at it, I would have Luton as slight favourites heading into it, especially if we go back to how they played in the second leg against Sunderland, who yeah. I'd say are a better side than Coventry. Ooh. Luton just caused them so much trouble. Really? You'd have Sunderland a better team than Coventry? I would say so, personally. No, I'd, I'd have disagreed. I think Coventry hit the momentum right towards the end. Victor Jokerez is a better striker than whatever Sunderland had. For me, Diallo and Gellhart were not consistent to his level. I think throughout the season, Diallo was, but I think in that semi-final, he wasn't. I could maybe make the argument team-wise, Sunderland was slightly better. But for me, Coventry mm. was just the more cohesive unit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think half four, uh, quarter to five, sorry, on uh, Saturday. Yeah, that's late Maybe. as well. Like, I don't like that these massive games are happening late. Yeah, I just. Well, then again, oh. this, year, th- this year I can make an exception. Because there, yeah. there are other things that are happening at an earlier time that I yeah. have to focus on <laughs> beforehand as well. Yes. We'll get to that later. The drama I could be feeling tomorrow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> could be a nice day for you. It could also be a horrible day for me. Is that when's game six at the Celtics at Heat? Tomorrow evening. Oh like my gosh, Saturday the day you're Sunday night. Yeah. I think I might be in hospital come Sunday. Imagine if all three lose that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I won't hear from you Sunday. You won't hear of me again. There'll be no podcast on Monday. I refuse to talk about this. <laughs> uh, right. We also have uh, the other playoffs taking place this weekend. So we've got uh, the League One playoff final taking place on Monday between Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday. And then uh, the League Two playoff taking place on Sunday between Carlisle and Stockport County. Some decent level playoffs from what I at least glanced at. The league, the league two one is what I glanced at. I think stop or if they're at it, then it's them that you would gather would would make it. They are the favourites, I think, in that one. And the, the league one, I think Barnsley are just favourites as well. Yeah, I don't. I'd give them slight favourites, but if they if Sheffield Wednesday need to come back. Then just look at the last game. I look they know how to come back. It happened once. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they could easily lose this 4 0. Yeah. And then be like, lads, there is no second leg, you know. 
Let's just take a leg this time, guys. Oh, gosh. Um, I think we need to turn our attention to the European leagues and mainly the Bundesliga this weekend because Absolutely. tomorrow is the final game day and we are going to the final day for what feels like the first time ever. I, uh, to I can't the recall what's happening, if I'm honest. <laughs> no. In the last 10, 12 years that I can remember, there hasn't been a final day Bundesliga drama. No, but I'll definitely have an eye on it as well as the other thing that, again, we said we'll talk about after this. Dortmund currently occupy top spot. Bayern Munich yeah. second. Both of them face Mainz and Cologne, respectively. Dortmund surely aren't going to bottle this again, are they? Oh, I mean, they can, but at the same time, surely they can't. Like, they just have to would... well they they have to win. You have to win. Two points is the gap. But even a draw is not gonna be enough if a Bayern t- Bayern win. Yeah, because of goal difference is massively m- in Bayern's favour. M- yeah. Plus fifty three to plus thirty nine. It's not uh, something Dortmund can afford to do. They must must win if they want to have any hope of being crowned champions. And Mainz Cologne both have nothing to play for in regard both are in ninth and 10th place. So you would back both teams to then get the win. But weirder mm-hmm. things have happened. Definitely so. And with what we've seen of Borussia Dortmund over the uh, season, you know they are capable of uh, losing games. We can say the Bayern. More this season well, than yeah. usual. Exactly. I mean, the whole managerial change, bringing in Thomas Tuchel, replacing Julian Nagelsmann, losing last week to Leipzig. It's just been a uh, less than uh, usual season for uh, the team from Munich. Yeah, and seeing their kit in person the first time last week, I never mentioned it. I like the white. Oh, I love it now. I've, yeah, that's it. I've I've told it you, it'd be a grower. Same with oh. the Juventus one, it's, it's a grower. Yeah, I, it's a I actually kids really that you think at first, mm, not so much, but then you see them, it's like, oh no, that's all right, actually. Yeah, I'd like that buying one, I'd actually be very tempted to buy because it looks so, so nice. For me, they've got to win something in it, then it's only memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not just the top end. And the title, there's obviously uh, the final Champions League plays between Union Berlin and Freiburg. That is up for grabs. Union Berlin currently ho- hold it on 59 points. Freiburg are also on 59, but it's goal difference of plus four in favour of Union Berlin uh, that have them there at this minute in time. Uh, you've also got the Conference League qualification that can come down to or he's coming down to tomorrow. Bayer Leverkusen are on 50 points. Wolfsburg 49, Frankfurt 47, although it would require Frankfurt to win by six or more goals, possibly five, if Leverkusen and Wolfsburg were to lose. Is it it seven? That's the Conference League spot, not six? Six. No, six. six. Yep. I just remember seeing conflicting stuff because I think on one thing I saw it was actually seventh because they had Wolfsburg in this. I'd seen a tweet, so I would have done the rankings 
the, the coefficients of how the playoff round would look if everything stayed as it was. Mm. And Villa would just about be a seeded team. Our coefficient is like 21, and then there's everyone else that's like so much higher. Juventus are on like 100. <laughs> It'd be the overwhelmingly the best team in the Conference League. I don't know how Villa have any sort of coefficient ranking because... Maybe the Champions League played... win does count, sort of. I was going to say, because you haven't played in European football in the last decade. 2010 was the last one. Which was over a decade ago, left time I went to school. Yeah. <laughs> See, maths is important. Uh, exactly. Uh, then, down at the bottom, who on earth will get relegated? Jesus Christ, I don't even want to predict that. Yeah, I am going back to the fixtures. Schalke, they're playing Leipzig. You know, you don't, Leipzig don't have much to play for now, I guess, but that's a tough one. to play for. Yeah, that's a tough one for them. Uh, Boston are playing Leverkusen, who have got to play, obviously, with the <laughs> European spot on the line. And uh, who was the other team that was involved again? Uh, Stuttgart. Stuttgart, they're playing Hoffenheim around them. And could technically be involved in, on, although unlikely, I know Hoffenheim are safe. Sorry. Because okay, so everyone if, I think is pretty much safe. Uh, Bochum could still be. No, sorry. Uh, could fall into that, that playoff. Yeah. Because all the other people they play, they're playing. Punching glad back. Punching glad back around them as well. And but I've got nothing to play for in that sense. So, gonna be hard. I'd say for Bochum and uh, Charlotte. Even hard for Bochum because I've just seen their goal difference is gigantically awful compared to yes. Stuttgart and Augsburg. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with uh, Schalke as well, is they've got horrendous goal difference. So if Augsburg were to draw Stuttgart, Bochum and uh, Schalke were to win, it's goal difference that is hurting Bochum and Schalke. It's must-win territory, just like we said yeah. with the Premier League relegation. It's just going out there and win. Definitely so. Uh, La Liga this weekend, again, a lot to play for down at the bottom. I mean, 13th downwards can still go down. It's that crazy coming into the penultimate weekend. Two points separate Valencia in 13th and Real Valladolid in 18th. Yeah, that's... Like, that's a relegation scrap and a half. <laughs> that's <laughs> Nearly a half one. the league. Nearly half the league involved in a relegation battle. Yeah, Valladolid getting the win that I think we said they they deserve if the, the certain scenarios went against them and then still they're in the relegation because everybody else still won as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this weekend is going to be absolutely mental. Obviously, it's There's not a weekend. We've saved ourselves. We beat Real Madrid. Oh, for fuck's sake, everybody else won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a quick look. So Valladolid, they play away at uh, Almira, who are in 15th, obviously involved in this relegation battle. Valencia, they take on Espanyol, who are in 19th. (laughs) Uh, 
Celta Vigo, who are in 14th, they are away at Cadiz. Oh my Six god, they're all playing each other as well. Hetefe, uh, they're at home to Osasuna, who are fighting for Europa Conference League. Six pointer. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, I don't know. Uh, just, yeah. Want to watch? I get the top. The top's done. Watch the bottom of their league. Yeah, the, the fact that there's six teams that can still go down, and this is the penultimate weekend, is mental. That is lovely. That is pure carnage. Who said La Liga was boring? Exactly. The title race may have been done for ages, but that relegation battle, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! And then uh, even the Conference League play isn't fully done because Osasuna in 7th on 50 points, Bilbao on 50 points, Girona 49 points, Sevilla 49 points, Real Mallorca 47 points, uh, and unless every team above them loses, Real Velikano technically gets it, but would be unlikely because they're on 46 points. I'd say as well, if going off the coefficient rankings and my team, Aston Villa, only Sevilla, I think, would have the better one. Even like somehow Bilbao have got a, le- a less coefficient than us, and they've literally been in a final in the last 10 years. I was going to say, how have Bilbao got a lower co- coefficient? I don't really <laughs> completely understand the coefficients. Either way, there was a scenario in which Villa could draw rapid Vienna. Jesus. And but, I've yeah. told you the story, uh, or you know, about our exploits against Rapid Vienna. Yes, I do. Um, but yeah. Revenge is required. <laughs> the receipt yeah, keep... deserves to be coming their way. Yes. Uh, definitely keep your eye out on La Liga this weekend. Um, obviously, this past week, they've been tarnished with all that. Uh, Disgraceful stuff regarding uh, the racist remarks towards uh, Vinicius Jr. There has been some implications towards uh, uh, from that. If I remember, they've got a partial stadium closure and fine. Yeah, South Stand. They closed that off. And I don't remember the fine. All I got this week was Javier Tebas did that press conference. And while he actually did probably say some of the, the right answers in the end. Hmm. His his comment was very much that well, Spain as a country is not racist, but Valencia fans were definitely in the wrong in that situation. (laughs) Although the funniest line of it was someone had asked how many black people work in the La Liga offices, and he he turned into that yeah the the kid who stutters his words. He turned into that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I did see then that. Then again, that um, is a difficult question to ask. You're not counting them, really, are you? But no. you can just say we are a very diverse office, and we have a number of people of uh, diff- uh, from different ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. Is how you cover yourself. There is a sensible way to say not just look like one that we haven't prepared for. And be like, oh, but of course we've got black people who work here. Do you think we are? Yeah, we're not the bloody KKK. Oh, God. Um, 
I'm not even going to try and make a tenuous link as to looking over into the Italian league now. But it's even France, even though he's kind of done as well. PSG will be crowned champions this weekend. I very much expect mm-hmm. that. Yeah, um, only things to decipher in France. Again, who takes the Europa League, Conference League and uh, places because you got Monaco 65, Lille. 63 and Ren on 62. Even Leon could st- still technically get it on 59 points. Yeah, but interesting. I think Leo, I can't remember what Leo's coefficient would have been. I think that would have been one of the, they'd have been one of the seeded teams as well. Because yeah. they would obviously been and, in the Champions League in recent years as well, having won League yeah. One at one point. Yeah, and then the final relegation spot as well, coming down to these last two games between Auger and Nantes. Um, Auger, they travel to Toulouse this weekend, whilst Nantes travel to Lille. So you'd say Auger probably have a slightly easy game. Toulouse are in uh, 13th, whilst uh, Lille for Nantes are in 5th, part of that European football uh, play. So... It's going to be a uh, big, big ask for them. And then just looking ahead to the final day, Angers, they travel to Lens, uh, play host to Lens, whilst Nantes play Angers on the final day. So it's that one where it technically flips because uh, Angers are the bottom side in France. Yeah, no, we're going to I'll take yeah, what you said. <laughs> uh, Italy, we are again at the penultimate game still. Well, Interesting games this weekend. You got Fiorentina versus Roma, Inter Milan versus Atalanta, and Juve versus AC Milan this weekend. It would have would have been perfect if there was actually a lot on the line. Uh, European spots. So again, last Champions League spot, Europa League and Conference League. That is still realistically to play for because AC Milan are on sixty four points in fourth, Atalanta sixty one, Roma sixty and Juventus on 59 points so it could still be, I think maybe this weekend we'll decipher it but pretty much who knows and then again down at the bottom that final relegation spot between Hellas Verona who currently occupy it on 30 points Spezia on 31 and Lecce on 33 so it seems in the European leagues apart from the Bundesliga keep your eyes on the relegation zone this weekend Yes, Def, yeah. In that in that regard, yes. But there's also another league people should keep an eye on on Saturday afternoon. That is the women's super league. Final day drama, ties on the line, relegation on the line. You want you, you should be all the football. And you need something. Check it out. Half past two tomorrow. I mean, yes, all can change, but. If I'm being realistic, I don't think anything changes. No. I mean, just a quick bit on it. Uh, Reading are the team currently going down to sit two points behind Leicester City, whilst uh, they face the task of going against Chelsea, who are looking to win their fourth consecutive WSL title and have a two-point lead over Manchester United. So it's going to be a hard ask for them and again for Manchester United to try and overturn that. What they've got to hope for is uh, Chelsea draw Reading and Manchester United absolutely thrash Liverpool for them to become champions. Like we said, just 
simple permutations. Exactly. Uh, if you want to full look at uh, this weekend's WSL final day and all the stuff from uh, the world of women's football, head over to Women's Football Talk YouTube channel where we have a full preview of that uh, this weekend's games. Yes, and I believe that is that is everything. The penultimate podcast of this season is yeah finished. <laughs> Of the Premier League, because we still have Champions League to look forward to. You think to. I'm doing a podcast for this? <laughs> I can't be asked. <laughs> I cannot be asked after Monday. <laughs> I am done. Yeah, gosh. Right, anyway, uh, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, and we will see you on Monday. <laughs>